You're listening to another episode of Hey Mama. This episode is a How We, and it's a part of a series that we've been doing for season three. The last one we did was How We Connect as a Family and come together in yeah, a, so have more love and connect in a loving way yeah yeah so if you haven't listened to that go back and listen to that because it's got some really great golden um nuggets i don't want to say that word nuggets but chosen see how you implement uh in with your family so this one in particular is about how we self-care and i wanted to start it by saying back when I had my first child and, you know, it was a mum of one. To me, I was interested in and I loved fitness and I thought that that was the only way to self-care. It was all about looking after your body uh, in a movement way and I ate pretty much whatever I wanted to eat and um, didn't think about it or wasn't quite conscious about it. And it's like a an evolved thing that has happened over time where I have learned how self-care, what self-care really is. And it's not just a one particular thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said, I used to work out um, at the gym or do cardio or classes or dances and all that kind of thing. And I thought that was the way of self-care. And then I started to get into the nutrition side of things. And that was another way of self-care. And when I became a mother of two and continued on the self-care what I thought was self-care of eating well and exercising that that was all that there was to self-care when I got really sick we were both at a loss of something a key thing that we were missing in terms of self-care now then I wanted to ask you what was your idea of self-care if somebody talked about that you know say 10 years ago mm. what, what would you be your definition of self-care honestly i would have laughed at it <laughs> i was expecting you to say that i would have laughed at it yeah and thought it was for women not for men for new age fitness hoobie doobies and uh yeah it's not something i seeked out even thought i need it and i definitely overvalued the uh the work side of fitness and get the glory of uh you know hard work and the grind and that kind of uh, attitude. So yeah, that's that was my view of self care. I, I thought it was a bunch of hocus pocus. Mm. So the hocus pocus in the way of the word self care, you think? But at the yeah. same time, if somebody said to you, "How do you self care?" Mm. back then, you would have thought the same as me. You know, I go to the gym, like I work out, I live. Yeah, I take care of myself. I, I think the word self care has been branded. It's been branded, and it's um. It's got this brand and um, I would have probably said, yeah, I'll take care of myself. I'll work out. I eat healthy. Look at me. Mm. I look healthy. Mm-hmm. So of course I take care of myself. Yeah, 100%. Um, I agree. I was. I, I thought the same thing. And also I wanted to point out that if a mum or anybody had said to me, oh, you need to take some time out for you and some self-care, you would think, you automatically think of a massage a facial, um, any of those. A bath. <laughs> a, a, a bath, yeah. So that's another thing as well. Like self-care can definitely be a bath for yeah, some yeah, people. Yeah. I'm just not a bath person. And I know that even when Pete was trying to um, make sure that I was getting self-care, but also making sure that, you know, he had his woman primed and thought whatever he was doing was romantic. <laughs> the idea of romantic for him was a bath. When I got home from uh, from work and 
And then the, the first, there was a couple of times after work, then you'd ran me these bars and I'm like, oh, okay, that's really nice. And the thought is really nice. But I just, I'm not a person that's just lays in a bath. You sat in the bath. Yeah, I sat in the bath. I just sure. imagine, just imagine that girl's in your head now. And I've had bath. Yeah, like how do I sit? Yeah, how long do I sit here before I eat? Exactly. That people intended thing. It's like, like how, okay, how long do I sit here for? Do I actually open up the conversation and say, my idea of a relaxation or romanticism is not setting me a bath and mm. with candles and stuff? Yeah. So, uh, and then fast forward with when I got chronic fatigue um, and I got told that I needed to stop whatever I was doing at that point in time. Otherwise, I was going to go like over the edge, extremely sick, and I was going to be no good for anybody else. That was a massive wake up call. And I don't even uh, know the pinpoint of when I actually realized, oh, hey, my baby hasn't been sleeping. And so therefore I haven't been sleeping. So that is a missing key of self-care. I just wanted to make that correlation of when we think about self-care, we think about going out for a massage, going, you've done those things for me as well. You booked me in for a massage, you booked me in for a facial. But they're just one-time things or maybe once a month things, depending on your budget. But, you know, yeah, um, that isn't something that is an everyday self-care. Yeah, and that was a big wake-up call, uh, I want to say, for both of us to think about how we are recovering and how we set ourselves up to be able to then do the other self-care, like eating well, like uh, going to the gym and, mm. and being active and having the energy and stuff with your family. I think self-care can really easily be thought of as, shit, I've got to do like some kind of meditation, I've got to journal, I've got to drink one litre of water. I've got to do some breath work. Uh, I don't know, what are some other things that you see on Instagram reels of things to do? Like this, a big long list of, of self-care routines that you, ice baths and saunas now becoming the, all the rage. The thing with self-care is, and it's like with anything, if you don't identify your gap and what you actually need to care for yourself, like we're on that sphere of health, wealth, relationships. We're on that whole emotional and physiological side of things. Are you missing out on care? If you don't identify the gap, you can't prescribe yourself the right thing. And that's where perspective really, really helps, right? And that's what we had happen for you. Like we'll like give it a big shunt of perspective a big thrown out of perspective by the doctor like your idea of self-care is not care. working <laughs> yeah you actually are not self-caring then uh, like i was saying before the bath is particularly isn't self-care for me mm. but self-care looks differently for everybody and like you just said about the gap yeah. is that you have to look at what is missing in your life for self-care We've got some, um, we've implemented some beautiful habits uh, nowadays mm. with self-care. Yeah. We have implemented some beautiful self-care techniques. And when you think about it, uh, and I explain this to my mums that I coach as well, is with our children, we have, uh, we've been taught from day dot, get them into a good routine. At nighttime, you know, it might be, bath, reading books, then bed, um, sing songs, having music on, uh, even right back from from the dinner, then the bath or the bath, then the dinner. It's whatever your routine is for them. Keep it like that. And that's self-care. 
but it's self-care to another person mm. and then another and i think we as we get older we forget about self-care for ourselves in that way and we discovered that hey we read books to our our kids our girls we sing them songs we tickle their face or whatever it is we cuddle them until they fall asleep and we'd actually forgotten how to do that for ourselves and it may not be reading a book as such but it may be doing a piece of meditation if that is your thing it may be journaling to get all your thoughts out um for the day it may be journaling what you're grateful for so then you go to sleep with a grateful heart it may be actually saying a prayer before you go to sleep that allows you to feel safe and um, you go off to sleep and get a good night's rest. Yeah, definitely. I think you nailed it with the daily routine thing in the way that often we look at anything we want to do do for ourselves as an indulgence or a luxury or something you've got to go out of your way for or be rewarded by. Mm. Like, it's your birthday. Go and have a facial rather than it's a regular nighttime routine of putting some moisturizer on, going to bed, reading a book, turning the da- the lights down, and then going to bed at a decent time. Like, I think what I just grabbed right there is going to do more for bags under your eyes than that facial ever could, that six monthly facial ever could. So, there's power in the facial, there's power in having these big rocks that you look forward to in the year where there is downtime where there are events that you can wind down and then rejuvenate but then there also has to be that layer of this is a consistent beat that we Mm, what are you doing on the daily to provide that self-care for yourself yeah and so this is an episode of how we and i want to actually talk about how we self-care from the girls going to bed and for us yep once once the girls go to bed what do we do? Yeah, so let's start that with getting the kids off to bed at a decent time. Because if that doesn't happen, then the rest of us out of the blown out of the water. Absolutely. <laughs> and then there's no real self-care then. No. Um, so we'll take it right back to when we feed the kids earlier, get them to bed earlier at a decent time. I think, I think we've got to rewind all the way back to like when the kids get home from school. There's no TV during the week and there's no tv during the week because you sit down for 20 minutes so that turns into 45 minutes and then then it talks then it turns into like 15 minutes of convincing them to go and have a shower and then by the time they go and have that shower which is actually probably 30 minutes later like everything gets knocked back so that's a big one hey screen time definitely is a big self-care aspect to look at Is taking it right back and not allowing, you know. And I've had mums actually say to me, oh, you're good. Oh, you're strict, mama. But we've just, it's through experience that we've decided what is best for them, but not only for them, but for the whole family. Yeah, and I get it. Like, at the end of the day, when you don't have energy because you're tired from the day and then you all you, they're, at you they're at you, they want to just talk to you, talk to you, talk to you, and you've just got to get some space from, like, getting them to watch some telly it seems like, the right thing will do because they're going to be occupied you can get some rest and not uh, react to them and then you come back together but what that does is just pushes everything down the line and then your actual repair which happens at sleep time is impaired and uh, it's just this vicious cycle so i mean for us this is what this is what we do mm-hmm. and we're all about love and connection yeah and uh we brought up a really great point for last night 
Uh, there was no TV uh, for Lokes and, Lo and I was getting dinner on. And this dinner in particular was actually taking a little bit longer than what I normally, because it was Tuesday, it was our cook-up day. And so it was taking a little bit longer and Logs was sort of just bopping around thinking, what can I do? And she saw me in the kitchen and then she's getting her stool and says, can I help? Yeah. So but there are a lot of parents out there that think popping the kids in front of the TV while I get dinner on is a, a great idea or a great distraction for them. But you're missing out on a really great opportunity for them to be involved in the process of the cooking yeah. and the preparing of the dinner. Yeah, which is connection time, yeah. it's growth. And it's life it's skills. life skills. Yeah. yeah. So then next is um, obviously, you know, they shower and we get them off to bed. Yeah. When they're off to bed at a decent hour, we come out and we do a debrief in the shower. We actually thought one time that we would do a podcast called Shower Chatters because that is a real thing. And uh, friends love to laugh about it, about, was that in the shower? Was that conversation in the shower? Uh, because we do, we, and, and even the girls know it. And yeah. Miri's even been guilty of, you know, listening in, back in the old house where she could, while she was going off to sleep, she could hear us talking away in the, the shower. So we do that. And uh, then we come out and we get the dessert ready. And that is a part of our self-care as well. Yep, there's three things that we've implemented is like making sure our environment's set up for sleep. Mm -hmm. So that means like screens are out of the bedroom because it's a sleep room, not a uh, get on your screen room. It's a space for connection and romance. This is an intimacy. Sex. Yeah. So a screen is going to just block all of that shit. So we make sure the environment's set up. We have the f actions, which is like getting off the screens at a, at a decent time. What times? We, I know what times, but eight. If we're getting, if the kids aren't in bed by eight, man, we know we're in for a bad sleep. Oh, not a bad sleep, but it just throws out the rest of the night. Yeah. Not necessarily a bad sleep. If it's more past like eight thirty, nine o'clock or something, then that's yeah, that's bad. Um, because we do like to have our own wind down time, and we do like to have our own connection time. Yeah. But for us, if we can get screen off mm. by nine o'clock mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we are winning, you know, books out, starting to read by, by nine, mm -hmm. then we're winning. We're going to have a really good sleep, wake up the next morning and enjoy it. Right. Yeah. And you know, you know, if you're a little bit near, you know, 20 minutes either way, if you're 20 minutes further than that, like say we're reading at 20 past nine, um, but if we pushed it to no, like 20 minutes extra, which is at 940, Oof, and then we're reading, that's the danger zone. That's when, you know, yeah, um, you're pushing it. So we have our dessert together. Yep. Our nutritious uh, dessert that yep. we absolutely look forward to every night. And I'll, I'll, I've even been verbalizing it lately going, I wait for dessert. <laughs> it's such a nice time. And we do watch a bit of telly. We watch a bit of um, a Netflix series or whatever we are watching at that, at that time. And yeah, we enjoy that dessert. And then the next. So desserts like a uh, protein bowl mm. or ricotta, uh, like ricotta cheese with some fruit in it, some flax meal, like really basic, but freaking delicious. Mm. Like as good as ice cream. Mm. Better because it doesn't make you feel like better. Way better. So we're having that every night, which obviously helps us with our repair and our nutrition. So it's, it's hitting all of these these markers. And it also makes you feel like it's a, something that we do together and yeah. it's, a, it's a ritual. Yeah, and we, we connect had, over it. We connect over it mm. for sure. 
So we do that. To a point where if I eat it before you, you don't like Yeah, like I'm going to get you a bowl scraping before I've even started because, you know, at, I have a little bit more of a routine than, than you and especially if I'm doing some sort of yoga sequence or something mm. like that. And um, and you've already finished eating your your dessert. I'm like, yeah. Well, it doesn't. It's not the same. It doesn't hit the same. Uh, so then after we finish watching our Netflix series, where I had our dessert, and then we will go and do the whole brush our teeth thing and get into bed and and read some pages of a book. Yeah. And that is our routine. That's what we love. I we personally love uh, reading self development books like parent books like. Yeah, at the moment you're reading Jay Shetty, The Eight Runners of the Lab. He's well. Yep. Yeah. So I'm reading that right um, now. Amazing. So that is our self-care routine on the daily. But like we've talked about, is that it goes right back. It is very planned. It is very premeditated, uh, structured. Yeah. And none of this sounds sexy, but uh, I'm going to drop the sexiness now. <laughs> <laughs> because we feel like, where it's very kicking goals if we can have the self-care the dessert sex as well all by a certain time what i want to drop here though and this is what's probably i'm, I'm going to assume mostly women are watching this so this is what's going to get hubby on board tell me when you weren't using all of the stuff that we've talked about the structure and the repair rituals what was your libido like then compared to now that we implement it it was definitely a lot lower. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there were a lot of times where I would say no more often than yes. Tired. Tired, run down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gosh, we can go on a story about when we first went overseas together. <laughs> Without having <laughs> the ends of my libido now. Yeah. The only reason I bring it up is because I'm in men's groups and they constantly it's a complain complaint. about uh, getting home after long days of work. They come home and, and their wife just rolls over in bed. And my common response or reply to that is there's stress that's holding her back from throwing herself at you. And you know, your role as a man is to make her feel safe and secure. Yeah, and supported. And supported. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And um, so when applying this self-care, that can really then improve your intimate relationship as well as other things in life but we're talking about intimacy right here therefore when you have a good intimate relationship you thrive as a couple yeah and as a family yeah when all of those are ticking your boxes yeah then there's not much to fight about <laughs> yeah that's right. And I'm not sitting here perfect because I've got my own hang-ups and one particular hang-up is finances. Uh, Any time that I've come in and said, no, you can't do that with Madhu, mm. how's that felt on the whole sex meter? Mm. <laughs> no sex meter. Not sexy at all. So as fitness professionals, we're constantly battling against mum wanting to do something about her health because she feels like shit. And then hubby not necessarily wanting to spend the money on that particular goal. But to me on the other side of the fence, I can see the, I can see the perspective of hubby. But if you want your wife to be totally connected with you and intimate at throwing yourself at you for me anytime that something's come up due to down like to de-stress mm. to down regulate your ner like your nervous system because it was all fucking blocked and shit i've been all for it yes yeah, so you have because you think what benefits her benefits me totally <laughs> 
So the Reiki, the... The kinesiology, the breath work, the investment in coaching, like in terms of yep. nutrition and exercise and seeing what the missing link was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like we dropped a lot of money on that. And I dropped a lot of money on a lot of things. And it's not about the money, it's about the value, mm-hmm. right? And the value of the end of the day is, okay, I'm backing you up and showing you that you are my number one priority because how you feel is going to directly affect me and directly affect the kids in the whole house and vice versa like it's not just not just one way the other side of the coin too where dad needs to repair and have these stress and be stressed which is why the connection is the is the ultimate a mum can't be off doing a repair dessert while dad's eating chips in the other room mm, but that the disconnect that, yeah that's not gonna last no that's not sexy someone's gonna stop and it's gonna either be mum eating a dessert which probably most likely or dad over here actually comes in and goes you know what i'm gonna get rid of the chips because i love you all and i love the chips yeah and i and i can see the benefit that it's gonna have on our relationship and our family yeah and that's the most important thing i want to then now drop a little teaser about uh the next episode where it'll be peter and myself again and this time i want to interview pete about what it was like to live and be in love with somebody that had chronic fatigue and as parents as well i want to get his perspective and his experience from it because i think that it's going to be really interesting and eye-opening and juicy 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 stay tuned yeah